Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people, to experience the compassionate love of the Father, and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. this nice lady and we got in conversation with her and kind of found out more about what it is that she does. And then uh, a year later, we ran into her again. So this is our, our annual um, meeting. And this time we decided she would just come here and be with us. Um, we're going to welcome uh, Jenna Halleck. She is the executive director of Family Time Ministries. Jenna started doing family time activities shortly after her daughter was born. And that was Almost 16 years ago, her daughter's going to be 16 coming up next weekend. And since then, she and her husband, Mark, have integrated home discipleship into their regular schedule with both their children, Zoe and Elijah. Mark and Jenna have been married for 19 years now and live in Littleton, Colorado. She graduated from the University of Colorado in 2002. She enjoys being a pastor's wife. That's awesome most of the time, right, Trish? Most of the time. She's a PTO mom. Is that still true? PTO mom, a blogger, and leading the ministry of family time. Jenna and Mark are passionate about raising up the next generation to know and love Jesus and are blessed to serve at Calvary Church in Inglewood. Everyone welcome Jenna Howell. Well, thank you very much. It is a pleasure to be with you all this morning. There's so much that I would love to say to you. First of all, I do bring greetings from Denver, Colorado. Uh, my husband, Mark, and my children, Zoe and Eli, are actually worshiping. My husband is probably preaching as we speak, so that's exciting. Kiddos, I'm going to ask you to come up. Do you know how to get up here on the stage, and you can come sit right in front of the table here? Uh, all the kids, even if you're a big kid, come on up. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, I just want to say, first of all, I hope you know how blessed you are to have Pastor Brady and Trish leading you all. Uh, what, a, what a just stellar couple and uh, love for the Lord. And they are serving you, I know, so, so well. And I am... Feeling very warmly welcomed. Come on, kids. Come on all up in here. And you can just have a seat. If you're shorter, come in the, the front part here. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming up. Wow, look at all these friends. Well, you, I always say a sign of a healthy church is lots of kids. You guys are very healthy. <laughs> uh, additionally, I just want to say one more thing. I mean, Emma, thank you for sharing your heart. For those of you who are going to stay afterward for the training, I don't want to... Uh, give too much away, but our kids are going to ask questions, right? They're going to question their faith. They're going to have times where they're trying to just figure out who God is and does it really make sense in their life, and we want them to own that, and that, that happens at a different age for everyone, but let, it, let them not walk away from their faith because we didn't do what God's called us to do as parents and grandparents. We need to step into that and live into that calling uh, as parents and grandparents to pass the faith to the next generation. Your church is obviously here to support you and walk alongside you as you do that, uh, but 
when our kids are at that age where they're asking questions and wondering if this God thing, this Christianity thing is really for them, um, let it not be because we didn't pass that faith to them at home, showing them what it really looks like to live a life for Christ. So, kids, you heard a lot of talk in the songs that we sang this morning about the blood of Jesus. Did anybody notice that? Yes. So, what do you think of when you hear the word blood? Anybody? You can just shout it out. Do you think it's, is blood a good thing or is it a bad thing? Good thing. A good thing? Why is it good? So you can live. That's right. We need blood to live. It's all through our body. What else? What do you think of when you hear blood? Is blood scary? It's, is it red? Blood's red. Okay, so parents, the activity that we're doing is a family time activity that's teaching kids about the blood of Jesus. And if you want a copy of this activity, I'm happy to get one for you. But the teaching goal is to know that it's only the blood sacrifice of Jesus that can take away our sin. That's what you guys hear around here, right? That Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, and nobody comes to the Father. We just can't get to heaven unless we put our trust in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And what happened to Jesus on the cross? No, he died. Well, he died, that's right. And so when someone dies, sometimes they bleed, right? So we, we know that Jesus bled for our sins on the cross. And so what I want you to see here is I've got a few little supplies, thanks to Miss Trish. And this cup here is a clear cup, and this represents our heart. So your heart, my heart, mom and dad's heart, Pastor Brady's heart, this is, this is our heart. Okay, and so mom and dad's, we've got just a little bit of water in there. And this, uh, I'll just warn you right now, this is something you want to supervise at home when you do this because we've got some chemicals going on today. So kids, what are some... What are some sins? Do you know what sins are? Stuff that God won't allow. Well, we do things that God doesn't like, right? It does not make his heart happy. So if this is our heart, we know it doesn't make God's heart happy when we do sins. What's a... What? Yeah, there's water in there. So what is something that's a sin? What is something we do that is not good, maybe hurts God's heart? Not listening to mom and dad. That's right. What else? Lying. Yes. Stealing, yep. Killing. Killing would be bad. Yes. Say again. Hitting. Oh, yeah. We don't want to be mean and hit people. What else? Biting. Biting. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that gets a big squirt. No, no biting. Yeah. Stab, stabbing. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. All right, friend, what are you, what is yours? Slapping, yeah, all the hitting and stabbing, we don't want to do that. But there, there are other things too, right? Sometimes we just are not kind, or maybe sometimes we are selfish and we just want our own way, we don't want to share. Mm -hmm. Maybe at school we're not listening to our teacher when they tell us what to do. These are all the bad things. So do you see how this water's looking kind of dirty? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what our hearts look like when we're sinning against God. But we can try to do good things 
And so this white napkin represents good things that we try to do to make our sin go away. So maybe we go to church and we think, oh, if I go to church, then everything will be okay. But that's not true, right? That go, just going to church doesn't make us any better because underneath is our dirty heart filled with our sin. What are some other good things that we try to do to make God happy? What do you think? Well, th- saying thank you is a nice good thing. But even if we say thank you and our heart is, st- is not actually very thankful, we can still have that dirty heart. Yes. Yeah, so we can, we can say, oh, God, I'm never going to lie again. Do you believe me? And we can just say that we're never going to lie again. But in our hearts, we know that we still can lie sometimes, even if nobody catches us, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so we can pretend to be nice and not hit and think that that fools God, but God knows what's in our heart. All right, so now what I want to show you is this cup says the blood of Jesus. And so what did we just talk about? What does the blood of Jesus do for us? Um, takes away our sin. Takes away our sin. So if we have the blood of Jesus and we have our sins here, we th- I think that with a little help from my sticks here, look at that. Jesus takes away all of our sins and makes us white as snow, the Bible tells us. So this is just a little object lesson that you can do at home. I won't give away all of our secrets up here on the stage, parents, but we have a few things that make that magic happen. And kids, what we want to remember is that we need Jesus. We can't just do good things and look good on the outside and still have a sinful heart on the inside. And the Bible talks a lot about that. So um, let me pray for you. And then are we going to class? Okay. All right. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you so much that you love us and you sent your son to die on the cross so that when we trust you, that you take away all of our sins. You were raised and you ascended to heaven, and we want to be with you in heaven someday. So draw our hearts closer to you. Help us to love you more every day. And help us help the kids to have just a great time in children's church this morning and help each of us to learn more about how we can be obedient to your calling on our life. Pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right, kiddos. Awesome. You get to go to class. All right. So Thanks first through fifth graders, go ahead and go back to your to your family and the rest of you that were already in class with Miss Trish, go ahead and go on out. Good job. Way to go. You guys are so smart. <laughs> are you, you going to stay up here with me? No. <laughs> Give her a no. job. <laughs> She's like, no. Wow. Well, so, so families, just to let you know, Jen will be doing some training after church. We'll be here. Won't, won't be here for very long. We do have lunch being brought in, so don't worry about that part of it. We'll make sure that you have something to eat. And then the training will be down in the last... Uh,
a classroom down on the right-hand side, you'll see the sign. But we'll eat here in the foyer area. So if you're going to stay for the family time training, just hang around afterwards. And then I have some help that's going to take the kids with me. We're just going to go play. If it's not raining, we'll go to the field. If it's raining, we'll go to the gym. And we'll just run around for a while just to, to uh, give you an opportunity to listen to what Jenna has to say. So let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Emma's honesty and just being real and vulnerable. God, that's really our heart and desire for people to be able to walk into these doors and just be okay with the fact they don't have it all together. That they do come with some doubts or questions and sometimes some anger and bitterness about things that have gone on in our life. And we, we come sometimes with just hearts that, are, that have been crushed by life circumstances and also know sometimes we come in and, we're, and, and life is great. Everything's going wonderful. And we can celebrate that together. We don't have to hide that fact that we can be excited that uh, things are good uh, right now. And so, Lord, we rejoice in that as well. Thank you for each family that's represented here. Thank you for every little little one that was sitting up here on this stage and the lives that that they represent and the, and the direction that they that you, are, you, got, you have for them, Lord. You have such a, a path for them to walk down. And, and we as parents want to, to uh, show them that way. We want to nudge them and help them walk on that path that leads to life. So help us to do that as parents and grandparents. We thank you for the, the opportunity to be in this place. Thank you for Jenna coming and sharing her heart. Thank you for that chance encounter on a bus in Kentucky a couple years ago. And Obviously, Lord, you knew it was more than just a simple hello. So would you be present with us today and meet us right where we are. Meet us in a way that that speaks directly to our hearts. We just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn in your Bible, if you have one with you, to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61. And so if, if it's possible, let me... Let me help you understand the thought process that I go through every single week of my life. So Sunday gets over. I go home, usually feeling a little bit excited and a little bit drained at the same time because it's just, it's kind of like you've, like an athlete, you kind of poured yourself out and then you're, you're a little run down, but you're exhilarated by the process and by the thought of what it is that God allows me to do each week. There are times I go home and I have a lot of doubts of how it went. And, you know, did anybody get anything out of this? Is anybody going to come back next week? And there's other times where probably uh, I shouldn't even feel this way. I go home and I'm excited. I feel like we got to win. You know, like that was awesome. It was a good thing. And then Monday comes. <laughs> and it's a little bit of a letdown. And it's like, all right, Sunday's coming again. <laughs> And we need to gear up. We need to get ready because people are coming back. And we've got to be able to teach them something that, that's going to be beneficial to them. And it's going to minister to their hearts. It's going to give them uh, the, what they need. It's going to give them what they need for the week. And so I, I, pray, I do pray, obviously. I'm like, Lord, what do, you, what do you want to say? What do you want them to hear today? What, what, uh, what would speak to the hearts of, the, of people? And so for some reason... I, I opened my Bible to, to the book of Isaiah. I, one of the reasons why is because I was thinking about the Do Hard Things series that we just finished up, and, 
And then nobody did more hard things than, than obviously Jesus, but before that were the prophets. <laughs> the people that were given a word from God to go give it to the people, and it wasn't always an easy word to give. It was, sometimes it was really hard, stepped on their toes, and kind of it kind of like um, confronted them with truth. And we don't always like that. We don't always want to be confronted with the truth. We don't want to deal with the reality of our dark hearts and the things that are there that that God needs to deal with. And we um, and so the prophets. That's what they did. And this is what Isaiah was doing. He was he was re- giving this word from God to the people and. And it was a word for them for that day, but it was also a word for you and me for this day. And so I want you to understand, I want you to hear, hear it, because this Isaiah 61 is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And one of the reasons why it's so, uh, so close to my heart is because of the way that it spoke to me and also the way that it speaks to other people that I know in my life. And I have actually in my notes, written off to the side, back on April 9th in 2008, I was praying for this particular individual, and I wrote her name in my Bible, and I was praying for her. I was calling out to the Lord for her to experience the reality of this passage of Scripture. And it's a work in progress because she has, um, actually most recently, she has really experienced the reality of it, and God continues to work in, in us and through us on this. And I, and I pray that this will minister to you as well. I'm going to read this to you. This is the... Uh, what they would call the, the Messiah's Jubilee. It's this sense of all is forgiven, all debt is canceled, it's time for freedom, and it's time for joy, and it's time for uh, just to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of the people. In another place, it's called the year of the Lord's favor. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for a year of the Lord's favor? Are you ready for just a relief of something that you're dealing with today? Anybody? Anybody just ready for that? You got something? You're like, man, I'm ready for the Lord just to take that off of me and experience some jubilee. So listen to what it says. So this is this messianic prophecy. This is a prophecy that is about the ministry of Jesus. And Jesus actually goes in Luke chapter 4, he actually walks into a synagogue, reads this and says, this prophecy is fulfilled today in your hearing. And so this was about Jesus. It was for the people of the day. It's for the people today. Here's what it says. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for a display of his splendor. The spirit of the Lord, the sovereign Lord, was on Jesus when he came and he shared this, these words in the hearing of the people in the synagogue in Luke chapter 4. It says, because God, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, we know Jesus' heart was close to the poor, not just people who are poor, 
in uh, maybe in finances, but poor in spirit, the people who, who just needed a hand up. And Jesus gravitated to people just like that. And I believe as a church in this community, that's our desire as well. That's our heart as well, to reach out, to reach down and help people stand up underneath whatever it is that they're going through. He says, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. There's no greater jubilee. There's no greater freedom that comes when someone finds Christ in the midst of their sin and they realize Jesus is the way out of the guilt and the shame that comes with our sin. That is reality. And that is the truth. Now listen to these words. I, I found these words in my, uh, in my Bible. These are the words of Charles Hadley Spurgeon, this incredible preacher of, of yesteryear. And these are, listen to these words. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to to close your eyes, and I want you to try to envision this as much as you can right here. I know we're, it's 2018, we're in Platte City, we're in a comfortable auditorium, but try to go with me to the foot of the cross. Try to sit this morning at the foot of the cross. And listen to Spurgeon's words, because I, I want you to, in the context of the freedom that comes when we our encounter, we have an encounter with Jesus, the freedom that he wants to provide for us. Listen to what it says. He says, stand at the foot of Calvary and let the groans of Christ pierce your heart. Behold his head crowned with thorns. Look at his hands and his feet streaming like fountains of blood. Think for a moment the awful anguish which his spirit suffered and of the unknown pains he bore when he redeemed our souls for God. And you will readily conclude that love so amazing which could pay a price so stupendous. When you can readily conclude that love that's so amazing which could pay a price so stupendous. That price that he paid was for you and for me. And we must never get over that, ladies and gentlemen. We must never get over that. The fact that we had this incredible debt that we could not pay that he came and he paid it in full and on the cross when he said, it is finished, he zeroed out your account of sin by the great price that he paid. Just recently, my wife and I were able to sell our house and purchase another home. And in the process of doing that, we were able to, to finally have enough to pay off this line of credit that we've had through American Airlines Federal Credit Union since um, probably the early or the, the mid to late 90s. It started out we needed money to, to, to pay for some improvements on our home, and so we needed a, a loan. So we got this loan from their credit union, and it was simple interest. It wasn't a whole lot of interest. It was, it was pretty affordable, and we started making these payments. 
You pay it down. Maybe this sounds familiar. You pay it down, and then something else happens, and then it goes back up. <laughs> and then we pay it down, and then um, my mom just thought we all as a family had to go to Disney World in 2003. I was like, Mom, I can't afford to go to Disney World. That's a lot of money. We dropped three grand on a family vacation, and we were still paying for it until just recently. We pay it down, and then it goes back up again. We, we adopted our children, and while we were in Peru, we had to use the money for some of the adoption expenses. While we were in Peru, I got stuck there for an additional weekend. I needed some more money. Uh, we'll just borrow off the line of credit. And then we paid it down, and then life took over, and it went back up again. And until just recently, it was maxed out. Like, we couldn't even borrow any more off of it. And the weight of that debt followed us daily, monthly, annually. Until just recently, we were able to transfer some money over into um, our checking account, and then we were able to pay it off. And I printed out the statement with the 0.00 on this line of credit. Yeah, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's worth clapping for. But you know that is nothing compared to the debt paid by Christ for you and me. You know that is nothing. It is something, it's, it's relief for us. I wrote, thank you, Jesus. I put a little arrow to the 0.00. But yet when you see what it is Christ has done for you, you've got to rejoice in that. That's got to be the thing that gets you up and keeps you going in the morning. That's the thing that has to encourage Emma, even in the midst of being frustrated and, and discouraged about the, the circumstances of life. My debt has been paid. There is no balance when it comes to my sin debt. Now, there's still some consequences of my sin in the past that I'm still working through. And there's still things I'm going to struggle with in my flesh that I'll have to pay for. I get it. But when it comes to my eternal security, paid for. And that's what gives me the motivation to live each and every single day in this world that we live in. Um, this passage of Scripture, right after that, it says, and the day of vengeance of our God. If you look in Luke chapter 4, Jesus doesn't say this phrase. And I think one of the reasons why is because Jesus says, the year of the Lord, Lord's favor is here in me. Like I have come to bring jubilee, to bring freedom. But the reality is, is the day of the vengeance of our God is still coming. Can I get an amen about that? Yeah, you don't want to say amen to that because you know the reality is the day of vengeance is still coming. God's still serious about dealing with sin. He will not let it go on forever. He did it in the days of Noah and he's going to do it again someday when Jesus returns. He's not going to come like a baby. He's not going to be on a donkey riding in in peace. He's going to come like a warrior. He's going to come to reclaim those that he's paid for. He's going to say, those are mine. I've got the evidence right here. I paid, I paid off their debt. They belong to me. I'm coming to take them to be with me. And that's good news, ladies and gentlemen, for those of us who put our hope and trust in Jesus. But for those who have rejected Jesus, who choose not to believe in him, the Bible says we stand condemned because of our unbelief. That's not going to be good news for those people. Oh, but Brady, that's so narrow-minded. isn't? I mean, doesn't God love everyone? Yeah, absolutely, he does. For God so loved the world, right, that he gave his only begotten son, that so whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. 
Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. He came into the world to save the world. But we stand condemned because of our unbelief. That's, that's Scripture. That's truth. And that's the truth that we have, and that's the truth that we need to continue to allow other people to see in us, and we need to share that truth with them to say, hey, I know a way to get your debt paid off. For us, we had to sell one house and purchase another one. That's how we got that debt paid off. But in reality, in Christ, in Christ's economy, the only way to get your debt paid off is through Jesus. That's the gospel truth. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. Jesus says um, at the, in the Mount, uh, the, he was the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about the blessed bees, the, the um, Beatitudes. He said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Listen, I know, I know by, uh, just by personal experience, there's a sweet, precious friend of mine that's in this room today. She's grieving because of the loss of her mother. But blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who empty themselves of the grief that comes with loss so that God could provide something better for you, and that is his comfort. You must empty yourself of the grief in order for him to fill you with his comfort. And that is... I think this picture of him and provide for those who grieve in Zion. Don't hold on to your grief. Don't hold on to your mourning so that you're not able to be filled with his comfort. Let it out. And that doesn't mean just the loss of life. There's other things that we grieve, loss of, of uh, relationships or friendships or whatever it is. He says, mourn, grieve, let it out so that I can fill you up with my comfort. I will provide for those. He gives us what we need in our time of need. Just like Emma, just like that night, you know, like, I'll be honest with you, that night as a father, I mean, I listened to Emma, and as a pastor dad, I didn't have the answer to make it all go away for her. I couldn't just make it better, and that was discouraging and frustrating, and all I could do is pray about it. But then God and his sovereignty and his just perfect timing through some other person, he sends her what she needs because he does that for you and me. That's our Father in heaven. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Um, let, me, let me do this. Where is Haley? Come here. Come here for a second. In the spirit of family time activities, I want to give an illustration. Haley, come up on the stage. God is in the business in instead ofs. <laughs> instead ofs. He gives us life instead of death. All right, that's the greatest exchange. These are the great exchanges in this passage of Scripture. So, Haley, I'm going to ask you a question. All right, so um, I have a few gifts for you here. You get your choice. All right, you get your choice of these two right here. You want this, this lovely hat. Um, I wear this hat a lot because um, my, I have no hair, and it covers my head, and it covers my ears, and uh, it's, it's kind of smelly because it smells like sunscreen and bug spray and sweat, all right? So it's, you know, so you get this, or instead of this, you could have this hat. Now, this hat is kind of filthy. It smells like it's been in the garage for a long time because it has. So would you want this instead of this, or this instead of this? Not great choices, right? Or instead of either one of these, would you like this? This is the real deal. This was worn by the queen of the Platte County Fair 
right there. She's here in attendance today, her royalty. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a picture of instead of ashes, instead of something that's worthless, he gives us a crown of beauty because the way he views Haley is so much different than the way she views herself, the way anybody else here on earth views her, because she is worth it. Worth it. So you keep that crown on, all right? Amen. The oil of joy instead of mourning. Like it's this picture of cleansing and um, like you could just see someone who's just, they're just crying and they're, and they're deep and they're dark. And God comes in and he wipes all that away and he anoints them with oil. It's a sign of life and his spirit. And it says, and a garment of praise. Instead of mourning, he gives a garment of praise. So oil of joy, garment of praise. Instead of a spirit of despair, like he dresses us in this beautiful clothing. And then it says they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for a display of his splendor. Listen, healthy trees bear good fruit. Healthy trees bear good fruit. And when you bear good fruit, you glorify God. The reason why he, he has these great exchanges is so that not only will you experience life at a different level, in a different place, but you will also reflect his glory on the earth so other people will see Christ in you. That's his desire. So no matter what it is you're going through today, no matter whatever it is you've walked in here with today, he wants to exchange whatever it is you're holding on to for something better. Instead of what you're experiencing and feeling your current reality here, he's got something better for you, and he wants to use it to bring glory to himself. I promise you this is true. We're going to, we're going to come to the table this morning. And so here's what I want you to do. Before we come and before we receive the Lord's Supper, I want you to examine your own heart. I want you to, I want you to look in with inside of you. And if there is sin that you're working through and you're struggling with, instead of holding on to it, I want you to confess it. And I want you to find the freedom of the prisoner that comes when we confess our sin. If you're coming in, you're grieving this morning. I want you to, to confess it, to acknowledge it. Deal with it. And instead of walking out of here with it today, I want you to walk out instead of that with joy. Instead of ashes, we're at a crown. Instead of spirit of despair. He wants to exchange these things today. And I want you to exchange them for this. For the bread and for the cup that is the body and the blood of Jesus. And he will meet you in this place. If you desire for him to meet you, he will meet you right where you're at. I promise you. So if you're new with us today, what we do is when um, the music starts, you'll stand up and we'll exit row by row, right, starting from the front, working your way to the back, and you're going to come. If you came prepared to give today, if you have an, um, an offering to give, um, you might have been wondering, like, what are those tear-off sheets in the bulletin? Tear off those sheets, fill them out. And you're going to drop your offering and your sheets in the basket with joy as you're coming forward. You're going to give, and then you're going to receive. And once everybody's back in their seat and they have the bread and the juice, 
then we will take uh, communion together. And we believe that if you belong to Jesus, you belong at the table. doesn't matter what past church experience you've had. Jesus welcomes you at the foot of the cross no matter where you've been. <laughs> and so if you belong to him, you belong at the table. We encourage you to come together as a family. I know sometimes you think, well, my kids, you know, I don't know if they really understand the gospel. You know what? Let Jesus meet them in the elements. Don't be afraid. If they want to take a piece of bread and a piece of juice or a little cup of juice, I know it's a little messy sometimes with little ones, don't be afraid to let them do that. That's, but, I mean, that's, you're, you're a parent. You can make that decision, but we're not going to say anything about it, okay? So I want to pray, and then, and then I want you to stand up. We'll worship together, and you'll come forward, and you'll, we'll receive communion together. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all the things you promised, the things you want to provide for us, the instead ofs, especially instead of death, you give us life. Help us to deal with whatever it is we're, we're dealing with right now so that we can display your splendor on the earth. We can be a, a direct reflection of, of you and your glory, Lord. We just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and stand up. We have two lines, so when you come forward, you can choose either line, and that way it makes it go a little bit faster. So go ahead and start moving to your right one row at a time, please, for starting in the front to the back. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com, and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.